Thank you for joining us on Time Out with the Lord with my pastor, Dr. Mrs. Senye Obilulu Briggs, who ministers at the Chapel of God International Worship Center. Today's episode will uplift your spirit and edify your soul. Let's pray. Our Father who is in heaven, we honor your holy name. We thank you for the thought-provoking words, the insights you expose us to every day when we gather at your feet to learn from you. Your word that we receive is always fresh and fascinating. Father, we thank you for the grace given to us to even apply your words. We are so grateful. We confess that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of everything that we see and we experience, your word has been our sure hope. We receive assurance that, Almighty Father, you are in control. And so we continue to trust you, we continue to believe in you, and our faith is upon you. Lord Almighty, today we ask that you grace us with your presence and that you bless us with your precious words so that our hope will be stronger our faith will be stronger in everything we'll be looking up to you we thank you almighty god because we know it is done in jesus precious name we have prayed i welcome you once again our passage is joshua chapter 19 Joshua chapter 19 from verse 10 to 16. The passage tells us of the inheritance of the children of Zebulon. Now Zebulon, as we discovered, is the last son of Leah. Leah is one of the wives of Jacob, whose name is Israel. Now, although Zebulon was the last of ten brothers from his mother's side, his lot was clearly defined. That which belonged to him was demarcated and was recognized. Despite his position in the family, his father recognized Zebulon as one of the sons that would grow to become a nation. If you remember, there was a promise of God to Abraham, to Isaac, and it passed on to Jacob. So Jacob inherited the promise that God gave to Abraham. And in Jacob, the nations that were to become God's children, you know, it was from his loins that they came out in the persons of these 12 sons. So all were recognized according to the promise of God. His children will multiply to fulfill God's promise. Jacob, who is Israel, knew that there was a covenant and that covenant would definitely come to pass. And so he believed that all his children, none will diminish. He believed that they will multiply to fulfill God's promise. Each and every one of us has an inheritance. You may be number one, you may be number ten, you may be the youngest, you may be the oldest, it does not matter. 
God's promise given to all his children is also given to you. So far, you have identified with the Almighty God and have become a child of God. Just like the children of Israel, your inheritance is predetermined even before you walked into it. Galatians chapter 4 verse 7 tells us that you are the heir of God. That is, you are God's child and God's inheritance and everything that God has, he has given to you. Galatians chapter 4 verse 7. It says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. If a son, then also an heir through the gracious act of God, through Christ. And that's who we are. God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, is the one that becomes your father. And what he has becomes yours. You are the heir of God, according to the scripture. It's a bit difficult for some of us to accept it. It's like it's too much. However, the scripture tells us that when we become born again, that is, born into the family of God through the blood of Jesus Christ, that is, after hearing the word, one thing that Jesus Christ promised us is we, we become like him. We receive what he is. He has eternal life and he gave it to us. That's what he promised us. When we believe, we receive eternal life. That is to say, the second death will have no power over us. Now, your awareness of who you are makes you live a life of an insider, as it were. You're no longer an outsider to the family of God. If you are truly aware, the insiders are they that are God's children, the ones that are led by the Holy Spirit, you know, and for such, your inheritance is secure. Nobody can take it away. There's a description of some man who did not know that he had become someone that has inherited over four billion dollars. He didn't realize. He was not aware. He didn't have the understanding. He did not have the information. And so he lived life like a, you know, an ordinary person. Not like someone that has such an amount of money as an inheritance passed down to him. Why was it so? Because he did not know. However, they looked for him and eventually located him. And the story is that he had since left home. He had left home and was no longer operating, you know, within the area where his family, you know, remained. They had no knowledge of his whereabouts. He was operating in his own space. So he was not aware until he was located. Now, there's a lesson for us there that we do not become like that man. Though an heir, 
was living outside the fold and so was not aware of his great fortune. We are supposed to be wise children. We are not expected to miss our inheritance. If you are a child of God, you should not miss your inheritance. And the inheritance that becomes yours, you don't miss it by chance. You also don't get it by chance. You know, where you suddenly be located and it will be given to you. It is not so. It is something that requires deliberate action. Because there are boundaries. Deliberate action. If this is your lot, there are boundaries. In the case of our relationship with the one that has now become our father, there are boundaries, spiritual boundaries that guide our physical work, our physical lives, our physical activities. And this deliberate action is empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 13 to 17. Romans 8. If ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our own spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. It's as simple as that. We are heirs of God. That means everything God has is ours. Some think that, it, that is too much. So they don't even go there. The the Igbos will call it what Anyuku, yes. <laughs> the the Yorubas will say Ojukokuru. You know, you have big eye. Everything God has is yours. Well, I beg to disagree. It is. That's what the scripture says, and I believe the scriptures. It's it's just, you know, your an expression, your your heavenly Father's expression of his love for you and he expects you to receive it he expects you to show gratitude when you understand what you have walked into just by being born again god will not deprive any of us of anything good he operates with us in the atmosphere of love in the atmosphere of joy when we come into him he embraces us with love, everything him. You know, he receives us and he takes us in. And he wants us not to leave that environment. And so he has given us the spirit of love to remain in us. We just read it in this uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 15 or so. The spirit that we have gotten is that which the father 
you know, chooses among the many, not by accident, you know, not because he had sympathy. No, because he loves you. He takes you in. You that were not his own, he takes you in unto himself. Is the greatest love. Is the spirit of adoption. That is the greatest love man can show a fellow man. Taking you in and giving you everything, everything that belongs to you. And God wants us to remain in that position. He wants us to remain there. Like I said, it takes uh, deliberate actions. There are spiritual boundaries. Deliberate actions will cause you to remain within those boundaries where you excel in the love of God, where you excel showing off the, the, the things that belong to your father that comes to you naturally. And how do you know they come to you? It is only when they are expressed in your life as you live the normal life here on earth. When you live life here on earth, you come across people, you meet other people, you have relationships with people. You know, in the cause of all of this, that you are a child of God and those things that you have inherited from your father shows in your life. Shows in your life. We'll get to them uh, very soon. The first one I have earlier mentioned is the eternal life. The eternal life is one thing that you have inherited. In fact, knowing that you have eternal life already gives you an edge over others. Who are afraid of death that's one you are not afraid you know that nothing ends in this world you know that definitely when you move when you translate you are going to somewhere even more gracious more beautiful more glorious you know so it, it's it's one thing you have which gives you a calm spirit it gives you a calm mind there's no anxiety in your life you know that your your tomorrow whatever whatever the day may bring you know that it is beautiful it is well so that is one assurance that you have now we will look at uh, those things which you inherit as you become co-heirs with christ if you do not know what is available to you you cannot live the the life that is available for you you may be a christian you may be born again but if you do not know, first of all, Christ came, he died for the whole world. Those who do not know are still living outside of the love of God. Ignorance. Now, for those of us who have heard the gospel and have surrendered to the Lord, we have come into the fold of God. If we do not know those things that we are entitled to, it's as good as not even being in. Because without the inheritance that God has given to you in Christ, you are just like any other person. You are living a life unfulfilled. You're living a life that is not complete. You'll still be living at the mercy of people. Whereas God the Almighty who created heaven and earth is your father. So it's important we get to know those things that we inherit from God. What does God have that is yours? What does God have that you can claim to be yours? Number one is eternal life. Our God lives forever. And those who believe in him that are washed in the blood, that keep themselves 
within the boundaries, in their lots, when Christ comes, we'll take them. And there will be no destruction of them, even when the heaven and the earth will pass away. And there will be a new, a new heaven and a new earth. We will instead come with Christ to rule and live as God intends for us to live in the first place. The scripture tells us about his riches in glory. Now, anytime we hear riches, the heart of man begins to count naira, begins to count dollars or pounds, as the case may be. Unfortunately, children of God also actually have so much desire for money, for physical things that they see, which is not even able to meet their needs. Because whatever you are able to acquire today, definitely your needs will be more. Because your eyes still see. The more you have, the more your needs expand. The more the things that you want to do with it expands, increases. So there is never satisfaction. The wise thing, therefore, will be for man to look beyond what we see and look at those things that are eternal, those things that are that showcase God, because that's what He has given to you. That's what you have. And one is the Bible tells us the power to make wealth. The power to make wealth. Not wealth, but the power to make wealth. That is what you inherit. And that power is eternal. Is the eternal power of God. Nothing cuts it short. If man gives you power, there's a time limit. They'll give you power for maybe four years. You become some minister or some governor or five years. You know, for that period, they are in power. You too, you are in power. If you, if you are lucky, you will last that long. Some, if we work very hard, we make so much and we think we have arrived. Just something happens and there's a tipping and there's a fall and there's an end to the dynasty. It has happened over the years. We only need to look at history. But the power to make wealth is eternal and it remain, if it comes from God, that power from God does not end. And so you have the ability to at all times do what is necessary for you to live a life that is of abundance. A life that I would say more than equilibrium because you are able to satisfy your needs and if God is involved, you will always have more. You will always have more. Eternal power belongs to God. This eternal power of God is invisible. But unfortunately, we keep pursuing visible things. I want to have this. I want to acquire this. Be wise and receive. Let your understanding be open. Open your heart and receive because it is yours. You have it. The power of God to do things. The power of God to make wealth. The power of God to do all things is given to you. It is invisible, but we can see it because our eyes are open. We now have the mind of Christ and we know all things just like our father. We can see the entire creation. A child of God knows how powerful her God is.
Because when you look, you will see. All you need to do is to look around, go to the ocean, and begin to hear the rumbling, the roaring. When you stand and you watch, you will know that the God that created this must be a powerful God. Again, you, you look at the mountains in their splendor as they are standing. You know, you look at them and you know that God, you, you, you are just at the tip, at the, at the, so not the tip, at the bottom, at the valley looking up. And there is a being that created this, not one, not two, not three. Ha! And not in one location, all over the world, then you will know that your God has power. There are people who are children of God, who do not understand, who don't know, who don't give honor, who are afraid of men. And that is because they do not understand the awesome power of their father. If you're a child of God, you will acknowledge the power of your father and you will be praised you cannot stop praising him you cannot stop blessing him when you hear the rumblings of men men you will look at them and imagine the power of your god and begin to glorify him when a child of god is afraid of man that child of god is blinded not because the child cannot see but the conscience have been put to sleep as it were. Because our Bible tells us that our conscience knows who God is. But because of the wickedness of man, we suppress it. We don't want to accept how great, how mighty God is. Romans chapter 1 verse 19. Because that which is known about God is evident within them in their inner consciousness. For God made it evident to them. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship. That is his creation, the wonderful things that he has, he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and they are without defense. So when people do not give reverence to God, do not understand the power of God. It is not because they don't know. It is because of their wickedness to acknowledge the power of God. But for the child of God, who knows what God has done and does not receive the power of God, does not know that that person has come to that inheritance where the power of God is given to him or her, such a person is just you know, like a prince who is playing with the, the servants outside the gates. You deprive yourself. Today, God wants us to be wise, to know who we are. Do not wonder at what men can do. Instead, wonder at the awesome power of the creator of heaven and earth. When you see tornadoes move, when you see wind, when you see mountains in their splendor, just begin to glorify your God. You are acknowledging his power and as you are acknowledging his power, you, are, you, you know within you that you are open to utilizing that power, that power that God used. You know, it is open to you to also use. It belongs to you. God wants us to be there. He doesn't want us to be weaklings. He wants his children to be courageous, to move because he's not sending you to move. 
he's also backing you with all that you have inherited as you come to know him like i said men like earthly temporary things and so they deny themselves of the great inheritance and more so because they are interested in immediate things physical things but if you remember king solomon the wise king when god asked him what he wanted he could have asked for the heads of all the neighboring kings that were disturbing the nation israel instead he asked for wisdom and wisdom belongs to god that which god has as he asked he did not we told it from him he gave it to him in this case it belongs to us we need to know it we need to receive it as we come into christ it is our inheritance you know where i come from when somebody wants to become a chief they give him two things a cannonball and very beautiful yam and tell the man who wants to be a chief to pick one either the the ready-made food which is you know food or the the cannonball if you pick the yam you are not qualified to be a chief i mean this is people of the world in wisdom they are doing it if you pick the yam you are not qualified because the yam you eat it and it will finish but if you pick the cannonball then with the cannonball you are ready you can always go conquer fight and collect food today tomorrow you do it again so you are not afraid but when all you want is the food that is already there when it finishes what happens and so the wise people that want to become chiefs they don't pick yam the minute you pick yam you are disqualified so what am i saying let your heart be open to receiving those things that are eternal that come from god that make god god which you are open to when you receive those ones you'll be able to now apply them to the things that he has created that give you problem here and there john 17 before jesus christ went to the cross in the book of john chapter 17 before he went to the cross in verse 2 christ made a knowing statement he was confirming that god has given him authority over all mankind john 17 verse 2 just as you he was talking to god just as you have given me power and authority over all mankind now glorify him so that he may give eternal life to all whom you have given him to be his permanently and forever it's a statement from the lord jesus christ himself talking to god you have already given me all power all authority so he was now praying for you and i that would believe so that we will walk into that eternal life that he has in the book of psalm psalm 8 verse 6 it was explained to us say so you have made him to have dominion dominion over the works of your hands you have put all things 
under his feet. The psalmist, speaking in spirit, he made this declaration. That is that Jesus Christ has dominion, the power and authority over evil. Now, as children of God, the Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ. So what did Christ receive from God? Power and authority over all things. So you and I that are believers, we have the power and authority over all things. Things that bother us, things that disturb us, things that, you know, confront us and try to make us become less of ourselves. We have the authority, we have the power over them. But without our knowledge of this inheritance that we have, you don't know. If you don't know, you don't exercise it. And so when little issues, little problems come, they seem to be so great and so large. Some of us faint and we start running. Yet we say God is our father. No. If God is your father, everything that Christ has, has been given over to you. So you receive the inheritance. Just like different people, you know, receive their lots. We're looking at the lot of uh, Zebulon in the book of Joshua. You as a child of God, you have come into the family of God. And there is that which is given to you. What is given to you? As you have become God's child, what is given to you? I know what my father gave to me. What did your father give to you? Your father is one that loves you so much that sacrificed everything for you. That has promised that he will even, you know, give up souls for your sake instead of you to die. He proved it by sending his only begotten son to die for your sake. So what will he withhold from you? We need to be aware of what we are inheriting from God through Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 4 says we now have insight into things that were hidden before. As children of God, we now know this mystery which the people of old did not know. Today we should know. No child of God should be ignorant of this mystery that existed where the people of old did not know it. It was close to them. But Christ came and Christ broke that wall of partition so we enter directly we meet with god we relate with him so that mystery is no more the revelation is clear we are the children of god and there's revelation given to us now by the holy spirit and what is that mystery let us read it ephesians chapter 3 verse 4 as you read what i have written you will understand my insight into this plan regarding christ to six God did not reveal it to previous generations, mm -hmm. but now by his spirit he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. Yes. And this is God's plan. Mm -hmm. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe in the good news mm -hmm. share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body mm -hmm. and both enjoy the promise of blessing because they belong to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The Gentiles, that is you and I, we have now become fellow heirs of the same body, we are now partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel. What God has promised, we receive it. In those days, it was as it were, 
a mystery. But today, it has been revealed. At the time of Jesus Christ, yes. Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Praise the Lord. What are keys? Keys represent authority. You have it. You have the rights. The key of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind, whatever you forbid, whatever you, you, you declare to be improper and unlawful, so it remains. And if you remember, Paul said, if your conscience does not condemn you, you are not condemned. Those who are eating this and those who are not eating that, you know. So what you decide to forbid is forbidden. What you decide to accept is accepted. Now when you find things happening that do not go well with you, it's not one of the blessings and it is coming your way, it's attacking you, you have the power because you have the keys to the kingdom and you are in the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom, you allow what can affect you in that kingdom. And when you put a stop, it stops. So when you bind it, it is bound. It can no longer have effect in you. When you cause a release, it is released. That power is given to you as a child of God. The, the, whatever you, you, you declare unlawful, remains unlawful, can no longer have effect because it is unlawful. You have it. Now, remember, I said there are boundaries. Now, our boundaries, we are to operate within the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven as stipulated by God to us. We know it. The scripture tells us what we are expected to do. Though we can do all things, we are told that not all things give joy to God. Not all things are expedient. So the things that have been revealed to us, you know, we live by it as directed by the Holy Spirit of God. And so we have the power to condemn. We have the power to release. John chapter 20, verse 23, it says, Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Simple. You see, we need to step up our game. If God is your father, behave like your father. Do like your father. Receive everything that he's given to you. When you deprive yourself, and then people look at you as a deprived person. You know, you are giving your father a bad name. God expects us to rise up to the occasion. Occasion of a child of God. And his spirit will agree with you that truly you are a child of God. So you can bind, you can lose. You can forgive sins and they are forgiven. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things which God has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me. The Holy Spirit empowers you. The Holy Spirit strengthens you. Why is that? That you may fulfill his purpose. Christ has all things. So you are sufficient. You are not in lack at any point in time. You are ready for anything and you are equal to anything through him who infuses in you the strength of God. The power of God. And so we can speak to powers and principalities like Jesus Christ. Hello. We can speak 
to powers and principalities. And it is time we started practicing them. Especially as you are hearing this message now. Things may happen. Things will happen around you. Once you recognize it is not being... I mean, whatever it is, it's not coming to you by the power of God. You have the right to speak against it instantly. You bind it, you cast it out. You cannot prosper, not around me, not in my life, not in my family. Because I have the power to do so. Now, at this point, you are not praying. Prayer is different. When you're casting, when you are dealing with the enemy, when you are exercising the power, you receive the power from God. And you bless God for the power. And then you utilize the power in your speech against what whatsoever comes against you. Be it spirit, be it uh, uh, man possessed by spirit. Whatever it is, you, you control. As you're going out, before you leave the house, you take authority from the almighty God that is being given to you. Why? Because you are the heir. As you're talking to your father, you're, he knows. Thank you, Father, for taking me into your fold, for the spirit of adoption. Thank you for adopting me. Thank you for your love over my life. Thank you because you have embraced me. I come into you and I'm so grateful. I am just blessing you, my Father. As I'm stepping out, I know that you have given me all the power. And so I speak against every spirit that has been set to disturb my life, whether I know or I do not know. Whether it's the spirit that is there to cause accidents or whatever. I don't care what they are. All I know is I have the power and I speak to the road it will be favorable to me. I speak to the weather it will be favorable to me because I have the power. That power created the weather, created the rain, created the sun to shine. So every creature of God, everything that God has created is created to give me joy. You make your declaration because you know it. We need to start practicing the power of God, the authority that is given to us. Start it in your own little way and you begin to see things happen. And the minute God knows that you are starting to believe him, you will see how amazingly things begin to fall into place. Before you say them, as you say them, they happen. God is a loving father and he wants to encourage his children. If any of us tries it, you will see God encourage you and you will testify on this forum. God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing can have the power to deal with you if you know who you are and if you know what you have received. Jesus came to take over our sins. You remember the time of Jesus Christ? He had the purpose to take over the sins of the whole world upon himself. When the time came and he was in that place, already he knew the time. He was praying. He got so much that the Bible says, the sweat that was falling from him was like drops of blood, you know, droplets of blood. It was so much. During that period, they were talking and it was as if they had the power. <laughs> Jesus Christ told them that, you see, if it was not given to you, you don't have the power to even touch me or inflict any injury, to punish me. No, you don't have the power. You can do me nothing except this power was given to you by God. And that was what happened. He lived through. Even when they planned to arrest him, everything was correct. They could not lay hands on him because it was not time and God had not given them the power. But when it was time, as arranged by God, he allowed it. That is so that you and I can now come and inherit 
the, the power of God, the authority of God, everything that Christ had, that allowance God gave for Christ to be punished and to be killed was so that you and I will stand tall, so that you and I will no longer, so there is nothing like, oh, God is punishing me. It is not possible because every punishment Christ had already received. So there is no reason why a child of God that remains in his or her lot, you know, will suffer any punishment again. Christ had taken our punishment. So God has not permitted any man, he has not permitted any spirit, any demon to terrorize your life as a child of God. Not the spirit of ill health. No, God has not given that permission. If you know it, you will live. They will try. They will try. But you will conquer it. Because you are now more than conquerors through Christ that lives in you. Amen? Whether it be pestilence, whatever it is, God has not given pestilence the power to afflict a child of God to overcome that child of God. Even poverty is a spirit, a devilish spirit. God has not planned it that way for his children at all. But where you do not know that you have a power, you have the power of God over all of these things, be it poverty, be it illness, whatever, and you don't take that authority given to you, which Christ suffered and died for, just so that you can have it, then you'll be reveling in it. You may be saved. Yes. But that is your lot. Actually, there are some Christians who love it just to play low. You know, they don't want, if you ask them, they are very satisfied. It is their lot. They have accepted it so. That is how they want it. You know, a child of God, what you desire is what you get. God has planned it so. There is no dryness, no barrenness in the life of a child of God. He has not permitted it so. What we inherit as co-heads with Christ is nothing but abundant life. You remember John 10? John 10, 10. Christ said that he has come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly more abundantly it has to be to the overflow is the plan of god he never gives you just for only you he blesses to the overflow wherever your eyes open to receive this blessing some of us deprive ourselves we have very good marriages but finances are zero some of us we have good finances our children are zero so no if God can bless you in one area, he can bless you in all other areas. For he created all things. And the power to create those things, he has it. And it is that power that he has given unto you. And so you utilize that power and speak them into existence. So as we remain wise children, which we should remain, live within the boundaries God has given to you in the scriptures. And you begin to enjoy all that you have inherited from God through Jesus Christ who has caused it to happen in the first place. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
We believe you've been blessed by listening to this episode of Time Out with the Lord with Dr. Mrs. Senye Obi Lulu Briggs. You can join our daily meetings on Zoom and Skype by logging on to our website at www.timeoutwiththelord.com. For daily messages and encouragement, you can also add us on WhatsApp with the number plus 447506693440. For more information, please call 084-555-188 or 084-554-430. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays by 10 a.m. at the Chapel of God International Worship Center at number 22 Forces Avenue, OGRA, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Remember, you are God's most beloved.